Hi there. Listen, I have a good one for you today because if you are ready to give up the daily grind of posting on social media, you have to come on into the inside with me today. You're going to hear how to do it and actually how to get really strategic about it. So it's a total win for you. So that's what I'm going to tell you here. I'm going to tell you the rest on the inside. Let's do it. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey there. Welcome back. So glad to have you with me. So listen, I've got a good one for you today, but I have to give you the backstory first. Now, you might know already, if you've been listening to the podcast, that uh, we have a number of coaches inside of our inner circle. And it's it's actually pretty cool because almost all of them are online store owners. Almost all of them have grown their businesses within the inner circle using the training that we have inside of the inner circle. And so they really know the training very well. And they have stepped their way to success with their business. And they're in a position now to help other people just like them navigate that same process. So it's a really great program. And I am uh, I'm just thrilled that they're willing to give back in, in that way and so glad to have them on our team. And one of the things I like to do is touch base with them every now and then and, you know, have a chat and see how their stores are going and see if there's anything that I can do to help out. And so Last week, I was uh, talking to our marketing coach, Tanya, who has a super fast growing store. You know, she started at zero in the inner circle, super fast growing, you know, multi six figure store. And she's located in a tiny market in Switzerland. And uh, we had a a little bit of a list that we were working through and uh, talking about some strategy for her. And then we turned the conversation to her project that she took on last year, which was to turn over her social media, to, to find some people that would post on social media for her so that she could free up some time to do other things in her business that she felt would give her a better ROI. And so we talked about, you know, really what it looks like, what happened in this program. She's been running it for about a year and what's happened with this little team since she hired them and the transition and how she found them and how they're operating now. And then we talked about how she could get even more strategic uh, with the work that they do so that she could really increase the ROI on uh, this money that she was spending to get uh, her team to help her stay current on social media. And when we talk about ROI, you know, that return on investment for social media, we were actually talking about more traffic to her website that would be organic, you know, free traffic. And we were also talking about how to be super strategic about selling products. It was a really great conversation. And so I I said to her, hey, this would be the best podcast because I know myself 
when I'm talking to to clients on strategy calls, one of the first things they always want to do is like get rid of that social media job. You know, it really is a grind. And, you know, it's content that we create that is, you know, disappears pretty quickly or becomes less relevant pretty quickly. But yeah, if we don't do, we risk getting even less traffic and and fewer sales. And we really still feel the need to be there. I I know I do, and I'm sure you do too. So uh, I thought knowing how many people are interested in this process, but are kind of afraid to make that transition, afraid of what it might cost them, afraid of giving up control, afraid of just wasting their money. I thought, oh, you have to hear this combo. So what we're doing here is I'm just sneaking you into the room as uh, Tanya and I have a chat about her social media program. And I actually pull out of her all the things that I know you're going to hear about. So I'm going to let you in. We're mid-conversation. Have a good listen. I think you will walk away feeling inspired and motivated to do this for your business. Okay, so let's talk about your social media team because you've had a team for about a year? I think it's about a year now, yeah. Okay, so So I first decided, um, I decided I want to um, outsource some of my work. And the first obvious step for me was social media, because it was something that was taking up so much of my time. And it's something that has to be done on a daily um, basis. And so I just asked in my network of people if someone would be interested in helping me out there, because I feel it's always beneficial to like work with people who already know you, already know your business, they know your style and, you know, they might, you know, be in love with your brand and just really want to do that. And it takes a lot less explaining and to get them on board. So one uh, person, my photographer, who, and I love what she does on Instagram. So for me, that was like a no brainer. I said, yeah, sure, you can do my social media. And she had worked with another woman who had done her social media and she'd done her like all the community management for her. So for me as well, that was a great reference and I didn't even have to really think about it. Okay. So one does Instagram and one does Facebook. No, they both do both. Oh, okay. so one does con- Yeah, they're a team. Yeah, so so Nora, my photographer, she does all the content. So she does the posts, the the copywriting. She does hashtag research. She does all the stories, and she just does all the planning. Okay. And Carrie, my community manager, she does uh, engages with with the community. So she responds to all the messages, all the DMs. She researches, also researches, researches hashtags. And she also goes to find new followers. So she goes and engages outside of our community, you know, comments, likes, follows, and, yeah. and people who could potentially be good Bits and Bobs customers because being in Switzerland, we are a very, very small market. So we need to kind of find Swiss followers. Yeah. They're okay. the ones who... Have a question. So yes. how, how, what is your arrangement with them? Do you pay them by the hour or do you pay them? Um, I pay them by the hour, but we kind of tested 90 days. But before that, we kind of tested a couple of weeks where they wrote down every hour they worked for me. And then we just decided on a flat rate. So um, they both started out by working, I think, 13 hours a month for me. And they just did whatever worked for them. So the person doing the posts would just plan all the posts on a Saturday for the entire week. And then she would use a couple of hours 
for doing the stories throughout the week. And Carrie would just kind of work ad hoc, like whatever worked for them. Yeah. But we we did decide on like on a on a, a on a rate, rate per month. Yeah. So now uh, my next question is, what has happened for you personally and in your business since you did this? So for me personally, it was like, I always said, oh, I, you know, I don't mind doing social media. I love doing social media. It doesn't take up a lot of my time and, you know, I don't need to outsource it. And as soon as I'd outsource it, I felt like, wow, I don't, like I can really take a break and I don't have to worry about anything. And even if I don't post anything, because our arrangement is still that every other day I do the stories. So there's some content from me because I'm still very much the face of the brand so I would just kind of whenever I felt like it I'd add a post or do a story but even if I didn't like I could go two weeks without posting or doing a story there would still be content and I do know that like a lot of my traffic comes from social media and that it's very important like for my top of funnel to just keep yeah to have those posts and to engage with my community so it gave you a lot of freedom. Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And 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 what about in terms of the business? Did you see a bump in the road or did you like how did you how did you feel about the growth and the engagement in your account? I find it very hard to measure because I can't like I still haven't found a good way to measure social media posting with sales. I kind of on like on a on a business level what I found is it keeps me much more structured and much more organized because Nora needs to know from me by Friday what is next like what do you want to be posted next week what's next week's plan so what we've started to do really is like one or two months out just have a rough plan of you know what products we'd focus on what products would be launched when is the giveaway and and I just now know I have to give her that or there won't be any content. So it's really kind of forced me to be to think about like the next few weeks and think about what products I want to promote. Because before that I was very much kind of, oh I'll just, you know, I'll post oh, this. Oh, I know you were. Oh, I'll post, you know, this scarf tomorrow. And now it's 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 uh, it's much more structured and she's she's yeah she's she's a very organized person which is great for yeah. me so she'll just kind of keep keep at me she, until she keeps you accountable yeah very much so yeah that's great and so your communication is basically with her and then she goes and uh communicates to care is it carrie carrie yeah no carrie just does does her thing and we kind of whenever she needs my help or whenever she needs some input we'll have a call but we have a chat like the three of us where we'll just kind of type to each other so carrie now has actually we've bumped up her hours to 40 hours a month so she's also doing all of my like customer relations she's got access to my email emails she's you know doing you know all emails coming in all you know returns all those things that's great which is yeah which is great so so no we just communicate via chat and then we have asana which is like i don't know yeah where we just have like the week to week and where we post all the links and all the photos and yeah Okay. So then the next question is, no, I guess it's not a question. It's that it has freed up a lot of time for you. And it's it's kind of busy work, social media, it's kind of busy work. And so you've covered your bases with it. It's 
held you more accountable. It's forced you to plan a little bit more. Is there any downside? Is there anything that is that you're not comfortable with or that you feel isn't going the way you want it to? Oh, you've got customer service covered too. So that's great. Yeah. I guess the downside is that you just pay for everything that has to be done. And we kind of when you employ someone to do social media, you'll go, oh, yeah, and you could do, you know, do another engagement post in the morning. Oh, and by the way, let's test this, let's test this. And you don't think that, you know, everything costs something and you won't, if you, okay, if you don't do it yourself, I don't think you measure as precisely as if someone else does it. So I think what's really important is to get that person to also just like give her some stats you want her to measure. Like it's a measuring stick. Yeah. So is she is she measuring like traffic, conversions, you know, what is it? And also to to test like to test different types of of posting. And I feel like right now I'm at a stage where I'm still using social media the way I was in the beginning when I was like a much smaller business. Mm-hmm. And right now I feel like I might be at a different stage with my business. And I think we need to rethink the way we use social media. I don't think it's as important for me to post three times a day anymore and to do kind of, you know, engagement posts. And because that all takes a lot of time in the end costs me a lot of money. Yeah. So I feel like we I need to have this discussion with them about maybe being more strategic about what kinds of posts and then turn them into ads and, you know, think more long-term, especially also as, as like our engagement on Instagram is terrible. Like we have a lot of followers and we get like 30 or 40 likes. So it's really frustrating and it feels like I'm paying them to do a job that's actually not getting me any traffic, which is what I want from social media at the end of the yeah. day. Okay, so so I think what you said is really important is that you you understand the value of having someone do it, but what you don't understand uh, or what you're struggling with, you completely understand is am I getting is it real is it contributing real value to my business? How do I measure whether this is worth it? Because from what I hear from you now you're paying 53 hours a month for a combination of uh, social media posts and uh, customer service. Yeah. Okay. So, if you were still doing social media, what 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 did you use to measure your results? I I remember like way back last year, I would actually try to post regularly and every day, and then I would also when I felt things were slow, I'd go into Google Analytics for that day and I'd check how much traffic I had that day. And if I hadn't hit my target for the day, which I think back then was 300 web visitors a day, (laughs) I would go, oh, I've only got 250 web visitors. Well, I'm just going to like post and do stories and do another post like a mad woman until I get to those 300. So it was much more like a reaction to how the day's business was going. It which, was tactical. Yeah, but yeah. for obvious reasons, that's not possible. I can't, I, I can't expect them to be looking at my Google Analytics every day and then trying to hit that goal. So the, like the goal is, is way more 
like now I'll go, oh, girls, like things are like things are slow. We're not getting enough traffic. We also haven't sold too many of these products we just launched. And then Nora will go and she'll create another story or she'll, you know, add another two or three posts for that week. So yeah, it's still like the strategy lies with me and, 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 and they basically do what they're told. <laughs> well, I think the measuring stick for you before was definitely traffic. Mm-hmm. Also sales of products you were promoting at the time. Yeah. Okay. So that was your measuring stick. So if you woke up, let's just talk about this for a minute. If you woke up January 1st, 2022, and you thought about your social media, because you're, you, you spoke briefly about perhaps changing your overall strategy to more of a long game rather than this day-to-day tactical stuff. So if you uh, woke up on January 1st, what would have changed in your overall strategy? I would love to have like a community of followers on social media that are really like big fans of us and the Bits and Bobs brand and that know, you know, how we like how we think, how we how we manage our business and you know that that kind of follow us because they love our products. They know what we're working on, they know what's in the pipeline, they know what's going to be launched. And basically like our like more our friends than you know just people following us and then just really have this very cool community of people who live the like bits and bobs lifestyle because I do yeah I I do also like see my brand going more in the direction of a lifestyle brand and then in my imagination I would launch these new products and you know everyone would go like yay they're finally here and we've been waiting them for, for them for so long and I'd post and I'd do a story and people would just like buy them and then, you know, it would kind of go viral and people would be tagging them and be wearing them and, you know, sending us posts and stuff. So more of a kind of interactive platform as opposed to just a profile where I post this necklace, this handbag, this is new right. today. You want a yeah. connection. You want a yeah. forth, a conversation. Yeah. Okay. And so how would you measure the success of that? Well, I think that would go that would go via um, engagement, but definitely then also see a growth in traffic and conversions from social media, which right now is is very low. Okay. Like I don't, yeah. And so, and so, when you uh, when you would uh, just jump in and you know stir the pot so you could get your traffic up to where you wanted, you would always have a call to action, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So. So you measured your success in traffic and sales of particular product. And so when you have a, uh, a meeting with uh, Nora, because she wants to know what products to promote next week or the week after, or whenever you do it, does she have access to, to the backend information? Does she, have, does she have a measuring stick for herself? Does she know what works in her efforts? I know she would have access to insights on Instagram. Yeah and Facebook but is she able to see like how many of that particular product were sold no Mm -mm. okay well she does actually have access to Shopify I don't think she goes and and looks okay so yeah that's something that I could take a look at with her or even just you know give her a short briefing Mm -hmm. on you know where to check 
the social media stats in Google Analytics and what to look for? Well, I think you could go even further than that. I think that you could you could either show her in Google Analytics or in Shopify, but I think you could you talk to her once a week. Yeah, I mean we're always in like we're always chatting. Yeah. So I think that you could you could just attach a measuring stick for the week to and I know that you have these numbers already because we've we've reviewed your plan. And so I know that you already know how much traffic you want each month, what your conversion rate should be each month. I don't know that you have a a like a plan for how many of a, a new launch. I don't know that that's recorded, but I bet you you have a plan in your mind of how many of these like I saw one of your ads was for Kaftan, so I'm sure yeah brought them in, you knew how many you wanted to sell. And so I think that you could attach that kind of measuring stick, just like you have a spreadsheet for your, your, your yearly plan, your annual plan. I think you could make Nora and carry a spreadsheet, maybe leave Nora in control of it that says the week, first week of August, this is how much traffic we need. I want you to track it as well as me so that you see you get to see the results of your efforts and so maybe you want to show her google analytics where she could see the traffic that's coming from instagram and the traffic that's coming from facebook and and this is the product we're promoting and let's talk about a goal what do you think a good goal is like normally when i uh, launch a product i you know i'm doing an email and there are social media posts so i'm sure you already talk about that Mm-hmm. What do you think a good goal is and get her invested in the result? Because I think what you have is you have her invested in the process. Yeah. But you don't have them invested in the result. And, yeah. And it's okay for them to, uh, it's okay for them to keep doing the work that they're doing, but it's probably actually more fun for them to be invested in the result and 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 to be in charge. Yeah. To be in control. Yeah. Of that. And so I think that the, the, like you don't want to give them an extra job, but you want to say, here's where we're going with this. Mm -hmm. Here's how we know that what you did was really good. And so you could even say the week after, Hey, so we surpassed our traffic goal. And knowing that they don't have a ton of control except for what they post, we surpassed our traffic goal. We surpassed our sales goal. Can you just make a couple of notes on the side of the spreadsheet or click, you know, put some links on the side of the spreadsheet to the posts that you created that really got the best results so that you can go look at them the next time? Mm -hmm. Something similar. I think you just want to get them, like you don't want to give them a lot to track and measure because then it seems overwhelming. Mm -hmm. They might not think they get paid enough to do that or whatever, but if you kind of gamify it just enough that they're invested and you start every meeting off with a review of the last week's result, then it becomes part of what you do together as a team. Yeah. So I, I think that just, you know, just maybe two things, traffic and how many of these products? Like, let's pick a product this week and let's go hard at that product and let's see what happens. Let's see how many. Love it. Happens. Yeah. So measure traffic and sales of specific mm-hmm. And even Carrie, when she's uh, doing her customer service work, it's okay for her to say, hey, you know, this is where 
we're doing this this week. You know, here's a link if you want to have a look at something new that's come in, even while she's just having a conversation back and forth. Yeah, she does that in the DMs. So she, like we, every week we decide, you know, what's going in the DMs. So she welcomes the new followers and she says, hey, we have, uh, you know, the surprise box coming up. You might want to sign up here. Perfect, perfect. And so I I think that's what I would do. I would start with that. And down the road, you can uh, change it to, you know, this week, we're not pushing a product, we're pushing new signups. Yeah. How many new signups we're sending yeah. to the landing page or whatever. Yeah. It is. And there's so many things you can do. And so I think that start with just two deliverables, get a spreadsheet that you can haul up every week. So everybody yeah. can, uh, track your progress, because we all know progress is baby steps. And, and then and, you know, you'll make the traffic goals realistic, and the sales goals realistic. But but you have all that information now. You just haven't shared it with them. Mm-hmm. So good. But I want to talk about something else. Ready? Ready. Because you, what you would like, your January 1st, your January 1st uh, perfect world where you have this community that feels more connected. I don't, I'm not convinced that, that that's possible with just an Instagram page. And, and a Facebook page or an Instagram account and a Facebook page. It probably is it for someone who is actively the face of their business and is showing up like, you know, you have actually a lovely lifestyle like you in, in Switzerland and you know, you are, you have a lot of weekends away. You do a lot of things with girlfriends every now and then a kid pops up, but Most they don't anymore. They say they don't want to be on Instagram anymore. <laughs> but really, you have quite a lovely lifestyle. And so I think that it, unless you're willing to share a lot of that, like, you know, pop up every every other day or every um, every morning for five minutes or whatever it is, I think it's going to be hard to create that connection uh, with your team doing most of the work. And if you do a disappearing act for two weeks, yeah, I see who have done it are very, they might not be doing all their posting, but they're showing up and connecting with their, their audiences. And so I think that you would have to do that. Having said that, I have seen, I think about Adeline Co. You know, Adeline, right? Sabbatical beauty. Yeah. So she's the face, totally the face of her brand. I think about her. I think about well, even Kelly, Kelly Barth. In our yeah. Life. I think that it's an extra job or it could just be a shift. But I think there are two things that are going to get get that for you. One is probably a, a Facebook group. It's a thought. But you have to decide before you go down that path, you have to decide what what outcome you want why am i doing this what result what's a good result if i do this what do i want to happen like what does it look like and what do i have to do what's my part and what does my team have to do and if they're going to do this what do they not have to do anymore Mm. i think that you could create an environment in there that would be much more allow for a lot more connection, a lot more back and forth. One of the things that I think is important for everyone to understand about social media, whether it's Instagram or, or Facebook, is that it's very public. And sometimes people don't want mm. to, like, they're not going to, they want a safe place. They don't want like their husband's work friends, seeing that they just bought their, you know, 17th planner. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever it is, or their selfie of themselves. Yeah, in their in their new caftan. And so, if you create a community where they know that 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 conversation or those images or whatever it is doesn't really go beyond that community. You can't share anything outside of a group, right? It's not allowed. Then then people are more likely to 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 do that kind of sharing. So so that might be something to consider for the long term. But but I also would say I I would really have a good long think about what you want to happen for the brand as well before you decide that that's the the road you want to go. Because I think there are lots of opportunities and lots of things you could do that might have varying degrees of success. So know what you want to do and then like make a list of all the options and kind of talk it through to yourself. How does this get me where I want to go? Because, uh, because you don't want to start a group and then stop a group. Yeah. Also talked about a VIP membership. You know, one of the things that's really interesting, I was answering someone uh, in Tribe today about a VIP membership. And, you know, she listed about four or five things that uh, she could deliver. And one of them was free shipping. And one of them was some cooking classes or cooking instructional videos. One of them was a cookbook. And I can't remember what the other was. And they're all good ideas, but they have different amounts of value. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to create this community and this connection. I think that one of the things that is people hold in high value is exclusivity and access. Mm. And so again, if you're going to start a VIP membership, I would take the slow road. I would figure out what I want to happen, what the result is going to be, and then do it. But it might be like access might be part of that. And that might happen again, either in a Facebook group, or you might have a uh, private Zoom call once a month, or, you know, who knows what it is. I mean, you're going to want some sort of discount on your website Mm -hmm. for a a member. But what is the thing? What is the thing that makes it a first class experience? And so, I, I mean, you have lots of customers and you have a great business already. So it's yours to scale in the way you want it. Um, so I would just maybe spend this last half of the year figuring out what, what would really be the perfect result for you and then and then talk about how you're going to get there, like all the options. But to start today with your social media team, I, I think that that's what I would do. I would just include them in the mm-hmm. And I would uh, spend maybe three months doing that, sharing with them, talking about another thing you talked about was uh, creating posts that could be turned into ads. I think that's a great idea to do that because they already carry social proof. Yeah. So, so yeah, instead of posting three times a day, spend more time in creating maybe a short video or like content that's really, you know, that might have some copy over it, something that we can use for ads as well and just kind of have running in the background because that'll show up and it means we have to post less. Yeah. Yeah. Collecting people. So instead of maybe talking about just next week, 
maybe you want to talk about something that's two or three weeks out yeah. and you want her to do a video and then you turn that into a video view ad that has yeah. a book on it or or that just gets people warmed up. And then you could take that video and put it in your email. And you, even if you had SMS, you could send people a link to this is coming and it's hot and it's new. Who knows what it is? But yeah, I think that, that the next step would be uh, to be more strategic. Spend a couple of months just here's here's what we're doing, here's what we hope to achieve. And then as the year goes further in, be more strategic. And then as a group, they'll have lots of great feedback when you say, hey, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to happen. Here's the goal. Here's where we're going. Can I just get some feedback from you on what you've seen that works and that maybe would help us get to where we're going? Mm. That's all I got. Plenty, plenty. I've got so many notes. (laughs) Any thoughts on on any of that? Do you see that being uh, difficult to accomplish? No, I actually, I I love it. Yeah, I think because like they're really great. Nora and Carrie really great. And I feel like I would just give them this like spreadsheet and they would, you know, like especially Nora, she's very like invested in my business and she knows all my products and she's my photographer and we had a photo shooting the other day. So she's like, she, she knows all the things and I think it would also make it easier for them, especially for Nora, because she needs to come up with content and ideas. If she knew, okay, what is it? Like, it's not, because she's a very visual person being a photographer and all, like her, her profile has to look perfect, but but like mine doesn't. So mine's more about like, it's a, a marketing channel where I want to kind of engage with people and then eventually convert them to, to buyers. So if she kind of knows what to look at it would just make it a lot easier for her yeah. as opposed to just having to look pretty yeah and then it, it changes from just a task yeah more well, exactly it's yeah right? it's not just create she doesn't have so it's not saturday it's not about creating seven posts for the coming week it's about really kind of i think it's it's more fun work and then also the the facebook group yeah i've never done a facebook group because it's to me it's just kind of overwhelming and i'm like i'm never going to I'll <laughs> never do the work but like if i can get them on board and you know they have to like you know There'll probably be less to do on social media, but we'll spend that that time on on a Facebook group and and they'll right. take over the Facebook group. And then I can really see that happening. And I do actually have I'm wanting to launch my VIP membership in August. It's all set up. Like Tiara's set up my Shopify, Claudia set up my Clavio. I just need to just do it. And um, they're very excited about that as well. And I I know though that I feel sometimes and it's a good thing but it's when we have our meetings it's like oh we could do like from them that all these ideas of what we could do and I'm like oh it's too much work and I have to kind of but it's actually what I love most and and I notice that when I when it's too much just kind of busy work and day-to-day work I get really bored with my business and that's when I start thinking Ugh, you know is it like when I kind of have those downs and so what I really want is to much more be in that kind of creative space yeah. coming up with, you know, ideas and cool yeah. events for my members and for the VIP members and, and you know, have other people do the, the busy work. So I think that's going to be a big thing for 
next year that you know where you said yeah. make a list of all the things <laughs> i want to be less at my desk just you know paying yeah. invoices answering emails i want to be more like hey this this is a good idea let's think about how we can you know go about it and then just have someone do it for sure and you know another thing you could do to even get them more invested is you could at the end of the year or the beginning of the next year take them on a retreat where you just yeah strategize go away yeah. for a couple of nights together and you know have some massage or you know something lovely but then also some time when yeah. you're strategizing about the business yeah. Well, it's different. Carrie's in Thailand, but Nora oh, and I could. <laughs> She'll have to zoom in. Yeah. So listen, uh, thank you so much for sharing this. And thank I, you. I just have to ask you if, you know, if anyone is listening and they are way behind you, they're just at the point where like, I, I got to stop doing all this social media. Do you have any uh, tips? Like, do you have any advice for someone who's just at that stage where they know that the next step for them is to find someone to help them yes. with this? What are your tips? So I would say, honestly, look look within your community, like ask within your community. If, if, you know, say you're hiring, you want to hire someone for your social media. And then what I did is I just had a Zoom call with various people, told them, what I was doing now, so how many posts a day, how many stories a day, you know, what my goal was with social media, how I wanted it to, no, I told them what I was doing now and what my goal was with what I'm doing now. But I also told them, look, it'll be up to you, like if you want to do it differently or if you have a better idea of how to get more engagement or more traffic, like I'm totally open because at this point I, I really wanted someone who knew more about social media than I did. So I wanted to kind of hire up. I didn't want to get someone who just did what I told them because that wouldn't be any help to me. So I, it was really important to me that this person would work independently, think independently, know what she was doing on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, and that I wouldn't have to kind of explain to them what to do because I want to grow. So I need someone who knows more than I do. So that was number one. Number two was like make a really clear list of what's important to you like from, you know, the imagery, so the like the language of the images to to the language of the copy, you know, how how do you speak to your audiences, what's important to you, you know, also content, like other things that you don't talk about, like political things or yeah. religious things or just kind of make them like a, a a briefing that they can kind of refer to. And then what we did is the person who took over my social media, she had the planning tool. And the first few weeks, she would just plan all the content beforehand. And I'd just check it. And if there was anything that I found like, okay, this is like really not what I want, uh, we'd talk about it. And then with time, I would let her do do it all herself when I felt like when I felt confident that what she was writing and what she was posting was was what I wanted for my brand. Right. So it was a process then? A process. Yeah, gonna yes. And the th the most important thing is I feel like really let go. Like it's not ever going to be the way you would do it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to outsource things, you just have to kind of, you know, 
accept that it's going to be different, that someone else is going to, you know, write differently, use different images. Otherwise, you have to do it yourself. So just kind of be cool with it being different than the way you would do it. (laughs) Actually, that is a really good piece of advice for pretty much everything. Yeah. Be cool. Be cool, cool, man. Uh, one quick, one quick question. How do you, how did you, or where do you store all your images? Do you have a software that you use or? We use Google drive. And again, this is Nora (laughs) who set it all up and has a system there. And then we just have like different folders for, yeah, social media and, um, whatever. Yeah. And last thing you didn't mention this, but I think you did this. And I think this is massively important whenever we hire anyone for anything, Let's just try this for 90 days. Yes. Conversation, yes. Right? Yeah. So we had a trial run. So 90 days where. Right. It's a safe out for both of you. Yeah. For both of us. So, uh, of course, they, they don't know what, you know, what they're, what they're in for. And, and I don't know what I'm in for. And so the, the first few weeks, we would talk a lot. We'd have a lot of calls. Obviously, there'd be much more back back and forward like I said I would check all the posts I would check all the cop I'd be like I'd be kind of micromanaging but then but but yeah but then at some point you just have to kind of step back and say yeah it's cool drop your keyboard and back yes yeah (laughs) move away from the screen (laughs) so good listen thank you so much for sharing that that is very welcome all of it was uh probably very interesting for someone who is, you know, a few steps behind where you are and is super intimidated by by all the things that in their mind they think might happen if they hire someone. And it's just something that you have to do. It's just like nothing really bad is going to happen. There's nothing that you can't delete. There's nothing that you can't control in the beginning. Also, you don't have to start with hiring someone 50 hours a a month. Like you can just get someone for one hour a week and then go from there. So I started with, you know, 20 hours a month and now I'm almost... 60 hours yeah. a month. And, you and can just, your customer service is looked after. Yeah. Yay. And so that was, yeah, so you can keep adding on. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, so I would think about what are the most important things you want to outsource first, but keep in mind all the other things that you could start adding on to that. So you might start out with giving them, I don't know, giving them your 30 hashtags. And then somewhere down the line, when they feel comfortable working for you, you can say, okay, so now, Another piece of your job is to actually go and research these hashtags or go and research how to make reels or, go, you know, yeah. you want someone to take over the whole responsibility eventually. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Thank you. You too. You report <laughs> back, right? I want to hear yes, you. I will. I will. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K, and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you 
and we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.